0: Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Horror Podcast. My name's Matt. I'm Butch.
1: And I'm Jordi Paul.
0: Shocking. It was (laughs) was very good. Are you sure it wasn't Dave (laughs) Batista? We went
1: all day to do that.
0: (laughs) On this week's episode, we have been to the cinema to watch Knock at the Cabin. Our Something to Scream About is the In Search of Darkness documentary, years 82 to 83. And this week's movie, From the Vault is what i picked isolation how are you
2: wish i was isolated
0: i wish you were as well <laughs> <laughs> all good <laughs> yeah,
2: very creepy um yeah all good man all good right matt talk to us well, I've, i want i want to know what's been going on in uh, in your world in the last in, couple of weeks
0: in my world um not really much but um i've watched a couple of bits for once. I've watched a um a movie on Shudder called Attachment with um I can't remember the, the girl from Game of Thrones. Is it Ellie Kendrick? Oh okay. Cool. She's I met her once as well at Con, she was very nice. Um but yeah it's um it's just dropped on Shudder and it's called Attachment and it's about um a couple of girls that meet each other and they kind of start a relationship. and you know, one of them's Danish and they move over to the UK and they move in with kind of uh, her partner's mum and her mum's like old school kind of um a Jewish old school. and there's some weird stuff going on. And it's all right, it's a bit of a slow burn. Um, it was worth a watch, but that, that was okay. And then I went on to uh, Netflix and uh, this, was, <laughs> this was so stupid. Uh, you know, when they, when you get like the algorithms come up and it, it says are uh, like new to Netflix or out now. For some reason I thought this movie was um, a new movie that popped up on my on my kind of Netflix. So I thought oh i will watch it because I thought oh was a new movie and, you know, it might be worth watching. And it, it turned out, but you let me know, it was from twenty twenty. <laughs> I was like, Oh <laughs> <That's> great, there's actually... <laughs> me trying to catch up on recent horror. <laughs> <laughs> and it was called Come Play. Have you boys seen it? I think no, no. you have. Any
2: no, you? no, I haven't watched no. it yet. No, no, it. It's on, what...
1: on the same my same algorithm, so
0: Yeah. It was actually all right. It was just like it's pretty creepy. Um, it was basically a film about a little boy that um has kind of autism and um this like story appears on his iPad uh, about a monster, and uh, he reads about it, and and then this monster comes into the world, and it, it's got some creepy bits. It really has, um, definitely worth watching. But that one, that one was on Netflix, but it's from twenty twenty. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's right. about that's about all I've been doing really, and obviously Last of Us, but mm-hmm. I won't say anything because. But she didn't even started it. Shame. And Paul Stevens needs to catch up. <laughs>
2: all right, I'll, I'll get in here. I'll get an TV. Fine. Fuck you. All right, because I want to watch Chucky anyway. And Succession's out next month, so whatever. I'll fucking bite, bite the bullet next week and get it. Um. All right. I watched. Uh, I watched something that had a, a another Game of Thrones character in there. Um. But had a you know the um Watcher that was um last year's Maker Monroe, um that was sort of up for a few awards and stuff like that. Very fucking weird. Very creepy stalker she's basically like um some a partner like who mo- moves to Romania and that's the sort of storyline and she thinks she's being stalked and thinks she's being watched by someone and no one really believes her uh, you're not really sure if it is or what's going on and then a, as a sort of big twist at the end now the sort of main protagonist is played by burn uh, burn gorman who was um, a very creepy character in um, Game of Thrones. He was one of the knives, one of the knights, the Nights Watch, who sort of like took over. Um, you know, where all the girls were north of the what? Wa- north, north, of the wall, and had those two knives and was fighting. Oh
0: Jake. yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, fucking very, very good death from memory. But he's sort of the creepy one. He's very, very good at being creepy as well. Um, so yeah, that was that. Was, I, I've been wanting to watch that, and um, yeah, really happy with uh, the result that one recommend going watching uh watching watcher but other than that pro- still continuing with servant loving the episodes of that fucking absolutely brilliant um show um but other than that we watched we started watching lockwood and co mm, meh. <laughs> <laughs> but there we go it's not too bad it's a, but it's probably maybe a bit too teenagery for me <laughs> That's my couple of weeks.
1: Nice one. Well, I did watch a couple of things. Now, I'm going to cheat a little bit, guys, because I really should have mentioned it in the last podcast, but I'm going to mention it this podcast because it's so fucking good. So, I know it's not technically a horror film, but I don't care. Everything, everywhere, all at once is one of the best films i've seen in the past five ten years it's unbelievable and i fucking loved every minute of it i'm good i didn't say it last year because it was been right up there at the top of my list for best films so definitely if no one's saying that it deserves all the oscars and uh yeah unbelievable so big props to that one uh, i also watched um well, it's, again it's not really a horror film but there's some horror elements to it david finch's the game with michael douglas in it
0: <laughs> oh, i love that film it's i haven't school.
1: seen that for years
0: and i forgot how good it was oh my god i like, remember going to cinema watching it it was brilliant
1: yeah, yeah. And do you know what i thought i knew what happened in the end but it turns out i didn't <laughs> i was literally like yeah that's definitely oh no, no, i don't know oh, 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 oh i just kept this like that so yeah definitely worth a repeat viewing um and then uh the horror film outside of it i watched was a film i recorded off film four um called the vigil have you guys seen this
2: no i don't remember that one it's
1: about a jewish guy who um it's basically the practice of i think it's shomer and i apologize if i I pronounced that wrong where a shomer is someone who looks basically the jewish faith when people die they're brought home and the shomer prays and sort of sits with their body all night so that their soul travels into the afterlife or something um and This guy basically gets brought in because he needs the money to uh, sit in with this uh, guy who's died. And he's a Holocaust survivor. And basically, yeah, he sort of goes to look after the body. And uh, some weird shit goes on, basically. And it's, like, demony and stuff. Um, It was all right. I thought it was going to be a lot scarier it, it really set it up to be really scary intense and, and then just sort of lost its way a bit for me but it, it's worth a watch but yeah it was it was all right so yeah uh, and that was it for me other than being watching everyone's comments about the last of us and going sure, best catch up but never mind yeah.
2: i do know i want to get in a bit of a, uh asian horror revival at the moment after watching this in search of darkness thing there's some stuff that i need to go and watch <laughs> i need to go back to the 80s Fuck me um but yeah okay cool all right well let's
0: crack on and get on with
2: some news who's going first
0: i don't mind i'll go first if ah. you matt i got um a couple of bits did you guys see in the news about the jordan peele bidding for the new project from the guy that did um um barbarian oh no what no. he's wrote a new movie and it's called weapons so apparently it's it's amazing another amazing script that he's wrote so they had apparently a big bidding war for it and uh, loads of companies bid on it and I, I, as far as i know there was something weird like jordan peele had a deal that um he would he would get it if he got to a certain bid point and apparently they lost out on it and whether it's a rumor or not i don't know but apparently Jordan Peele's um, basically sacked one of the manage- managers of the company because they didn't win the bid. <laughs> it's that crazy. Jeez. I'll read this little blurb to see if it makes more sense. But according to Deadline, New Cinema, uh, sorry New Line Cinema spent $38 million, and Apparently, this is one of the biggest bids on a script um, to secure weapons as their own. And that includes the film's budget as well. So as the $5 million craig will be getting for writing and directing it and the second five million he'll be getting for producing it alongside vertigo's roy lee and miri yoon um apparently universal's bid was seven million short of new lines and peel was willing to give up part of his contractual back end to help sweeten the deal Um, so this is where it enters a bit of a Rashomon territory apparently with rumours racing in all kinds of directions one version goes that Peel was so pissed um, but we're also told that Peel was told that if he matched the new line bid he would win the property but he and Universal were uneasy about the budget as a business proposition and uh, they walked away whether Peel was upset to lose weapons or decided to walk away, it does appear that the bidding war situation strains his relationship with the managers Zol, Zalak, and Peter Prince Zapato. So yeah, it looks like he's just because uh, apparently he was like he's quite um, close to Zach Kreger. like he helped him out on Barbarian and stuff like that, and he Zach Krieger went to him for advice and stuff, and they're quite tight apparently. But I don't, know, I don't know what's happened there. I wonder
2: what he did then. And I wonder why he went in Forbidden War rather than... I mean, obviously, the fucking Barbarian was, like, awesome. One of the biggest horror movies of the year. So, but, yeah. like, I
0: wonder why he did such a...
2: Cashing in, cashing in, I don't I know. Just, just, I
0: just think, apparently, people are going mad and saying, like, he's going to be the next kind of big thing and he's got loads of other things ready and, and waiting in, in the wings.
2: Horror is fucking huge. At the moment from a mm. fucking like uh you know, a big budget sort of like it's, it's just people are just buying shit. It's like they know horror's big and so the studio's just getting silly and that's I don't know, like we said, Paul, you know, I don't want another rant from Paul, but you know, it's it's we'll see which is a hit and which was a miss for the year.
1: <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Down with studios. I was just about to say, well, they've just fucking set this massive film up for a fucking major <laughs> fall, <four>, haven't they? <laughs>
0: yeah All right, cool. maybe uh, i've got one other bit Have you boys see this one's mainly for uh butch because i know you'll love this one have you heard about a movie called sting that's coming out
2: right yeah go on i'll, I'll, I'll give you a sting and i'll raise you one in a minute go on All right,
0: okay so this one um is this production is wrapped in sydney australia so it looks like it's an australian film uh sting is inspired by, what, by one of the humanity's greatest fears spiders um, so the film stars Ryan Cole, House of the Dragon, um, and um, Penelope Mitchell from Howboy, Robert Nevin, uh, and loads of other people. But one cold, stormy night in new oh in New York City, a mysterious object falls from the sky and smashes through the window of a rundown apartment building, and it's an egg, and from this egg emerges a strange little spider. So yeah, that right. looks, It's not Australian, just made in Australia. I-
2: I'll, uh, I'll take your uh, your sting and I'll raise you a vermin. Computer generated spe- spiders need not to a- apply. Now, this movie that you've just mentioned, Sting, has been said that they're all, it's like arachnophobia. You, we're getting practical
0: spiders. Yeah, it's all done by yeah. Weta Workshop as well, which is yeah. amazing.
2: So the, the same one from WTF Films will also filter re- real spiders. And it's a, a, a French movie. Mm. And the film is about an underprivileged suburb has been thrown to chaos following an invasion of venomous spiders ordered to be placed in quarantine the project sees inhabitants living on lockdown alongside terrifying spiders that are becoming bigger and bigger so we've got two spider movies there that are like fucking due to come out one's french one's american plus i thought there was an arachnophobia remake so it's like no, what the resurgence of the uh, the spider yeah. horror movies fuck you Fuck you, Hollywood! <laughs> spiders are on the uptake, but non—but non, but both of them, interestingly enough, are non-computer-generated spiders.
0: It's, going, spiders. it's going back to practical effects, man, yeah. you know, big time, isn't it? Wow, well, people love it,
2: definitely, man. So there you go, that's cool. Is that what you got?
0: Yeah, that's everything from me.
2: Have been reading about the? Uh, I know what you did last summer. Sort of. Oh rep-
0: yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, Freddie Prince Jr. is on board, and so is Jennifer Love Hewitt.
1: He, did you see the poster? There's a poster being released. Yeah, but it's just called Last Summer.
2: Yeah, there's a few fakies going about as well. Like you keep said to me, like I what was it. I know, I still not know. No, it was the second one was I still know what he did last summer, and there was like, oh, I really know what he did last. I don't know. <laughs> there's some really <laughs> stupid ones, but I know Freddie Prince Jr. back. Behind the camera, his wife's just got a that wolf pack as well. Old Sarah Michelle Geller, bring it on. Um, there's a, another thing that's dropped on Netflix, uh, which is British and it's getting a lot of hype at the moment. Red Rose, has anyone seen that?
0: I've spoken about it before, but th- yeah, this is the one that was it was actually on wasn't it like BBC Three or something like that?
2: It's on iClick, I it.
0: yeah. Did you
2: mention uh, this? Uh, or, did, who mentioned, did someone already mention this down the road? I, Matt. Yeah, Matt mentioned
1: it. it's supposed to be really good and I, I recorded it, but I fucking missed the first episode. <laughs> so well, I never watched it. It's going to blow up.
0: I guarantee you it'll blow up. It's on Netflix
2: now. The trailer looks sick. And yeah, I'll definitely be watch, sitting down watching this one. So yeah, look, with more people it's online. A bit like,
0: it's a bit like The Ring, but British.
2: Yeah, they, there's an app that's involved, that's downloaded, loads of people are looking at it. um and it's exciting that it's just got BBC printed all over it. Hopefully, it's going to be fucking good. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that one. Um, Children of the Corn remake. Um, not is watched that... in the trailer yet. Yeah, it's yeah. been done and been out of production since 2020, I think. Um, so I think it's been picked up and it'll be out. The, uh, I think March this year. Trailer looks good. Yeah, I'm all for that. I'd go back and watch, pick the 80s one for the the pod at some point as well.
1: the the trailer's of creepy to be honest so yeah slick it's on shutter isn't it so
2: poster looks very cool it's got a very cool poster as well so yeah looking forward to that bad boy there we go paul
1: cool you pinched a couple bits of my news there but um did you guys know that there's a sequel to i am legend in the works no no well, there is, and it's amazing because, if spoilers, if you haven't already seen the first, I am Legend, he gets fucking blown up in the end.
2: Or right. does he, Matt? <laughs> the book, no, um, di- the book's different, isn't it?
1: Yeah. So basically, the Akiva Goldsman is producing it, and um, has said that obviously Will Smith's going to be in it, and uh, it's going to be set ten years later. And the purpose for the purposes of the sequel, they are using the alternative ending to the first one. <laughs> so they shot an alternative ending which i've never seen but it's apparently it's on the dvd and Blu-ray, so um yeah they're using the alternative ending which will explain how he's there 10 years later so i
0: have watched that as well i remember watching the extras i had quite a long time there i thought it was really good dark had some fucking like
2: real interesting moments of like dealing with like that sort of level of loneliness i really liked him in in this movie you know as long as he's not like slapping chris rock or anything then uh, we're all, probably all good who knows who knows <laughs>
1: It was just him and him and Chris Rock mooching around, slapping each other. Um, yeah. So uh, obviously, Cocaine Bears out in a couple of weeks, and uh, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Elizabeth Banks in one of the interviews, somebody pitched, uh, and this is obviously just a joke, but someone pitched, uh, "Actually, could you do a sequel and make a Cocaine Shark?" <laughs> <laughs> and Elizabeth Banks is all up for it. She was like, "If someone can give me a script, I'd definitely do that in a heartbeat." So Jesus. If this one does well, can you imagine cocaine shark? That's like Bob Butcher's wet dreams all over there. Oh, cocaine shark.
0: Cocaine <laughs> spiders, cocaine fucking snakes, everything. So who knows? It's definitely a sci-fi. A sci-fi I'm picking up with Elizabeth.
2: Oh, Parks, another sci-fi think. channel, like, you know, rival Sharknado. Come on, bring it on. That's
1: it and animal kingdom here we go
2: um
1: and then the last bit of news guys uh you talk about new line cinema they're obviously pushing horror than if they've been all this type of stuff but they've picked up um or won the rights to uh ishana knight shamalan who is m night shamalan's daughter and she is one of the writers i don't know if you know this of the servant
2: uh-huh. and oh oh actually just while you mention The Servant again, I, I looked into, um, I was looking at um, directors and stuff, at uh, horror directors and seeing what their new projects are. And Julia Dockernow, who did Tatane and Raw, did a couple of, directed a couple of episodes of Servant. Yeah, I knew that. that yeah. cool. That's I need cool. to check this out. I need to get
1: it somehow. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she's going to direct her first feature film. It's not due out until 2024, but production should start this year. And it's called The Watchers. And it's basically about a girl who finds herself lost in the woods in ireland
0: oh Did bring they, on the island. diddly, diddly die. <laughs>
1: and it's basically she uh was it? stranded she gets stranded alongside three strangers and then becomes unknowingly watched and stalked by creatures mm. each night so um, yeah apparently you and i said they love the script uh, apparently it's really cool uh, and they're really excited for her first de- uh fun, so
0: probably had nothing to do with her father with Danny.
1: No, but in fairness, she has got a ton of writing credits and stuff, so
0: mm. look,
1: fair play, so more please but it's a horror film so.
2: Um, well, that nah. is a great segue to get on to our main review then really, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, you know, not all superheroes wear capes ball, some of them do podcasts, so
1: what can I say?
0: I have got one more thing I forgot to talk about, and, and it's not strictly horror but the Banshees of Inshirin was fucking dark as fuck Yeah, yeah. Really good, just
2: like in Bruges.
0: I don't know if I liked it. I don't know if I liked it. And I don't even don't. I didn't hate it. I didn't. I don't know if I liked it, but it's fucking weird.
2: Well, fucking back I, <laughs> so weird. It. But It's so uh, weird. it's got t-shirt. horror
0: elements. Hundred percent horror elements. I don't care Definitely. what you say. Last exit
1: in the way, i've done a T-shirt of the the pub.
0: Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs>
2: One pub, two best friends. Uh, it's like. Oh that's or right or not but yeah
1: so i'd imagine uh, you and butch to be like in 50 years you just decide that you're not talking to butch
0: that, that's what i thought i thought i'm definitely the fucking guy that takes his fingers off
2: you don't think i'd
0: leave you alone <laughs> Definitely <Yeah>. wouldn't. <laughs> and then geordie paul you'll be the um the town idiot
2: oh uh, yeah
1: i be the i'd be the loony
2: in the uh, yeah. he was fucking good in it so he was old. Um, what's his name from um, Eternals? Barry Keane. Barry Kewen. <sighs> Barry Kewen. I think he's fucking British. It's not actually, it's, it's not is, is he? not jo- the Eternals guy.
0: Is he a He's a Joker, isn't he? Is he a Joker? He's the Joker of Batman yeah. Yeah.
1: Batman.
0: Which was funny because it's like obviously you have matey boy that was. Uh, he
1: was in the Eternals, Paul, you're right.
2: Yes, he's great. I really like him. He's been Although in some. You fr-
0: were shitting the Eternals, but let's carry on. Um, <laughs>
2: I liked it. Anyway, let's move on to our, uh, let's, let's move on now to our main review.
1: Hi there. Can I talk to you for a little bit? You have to come inside right now. There were
2: four of them. What do we say? You shouldn't make things up when we're talking about...
0: Can you open the door, please?
1: They're breaking in! you, baby. We're not here to hurt you, but you have to stay here in the cabin with us. Families throughout history have been chosen to make this decision. Your family must choose to willingly sacrifice one of the three of you to prevent the apocalypse.
0: We're not sacrificing anyone. For every no you give us, hundreds of thousands of people are going to die. Close your eyes. Will you make
2: a choice?
1: You have to somehow trust
2: us. We're normal people just like
0: you. It doesn't matter, none of us believe you.
2: We will never choose anyone.
1: Okay, so this week we've all been to the cinema and uh, we went to see the latest film from M. Night Shyamalan uh, I'm sure as we go on all of us are going to pronounce his name wrong but uh, yeah, it's Knock at the Cabin so a quick uh, synopsis, while vacationing at a remote Pennsylvania cabin a girl and her parents are taken hostage by four armed strangers who demand that the family make an impossible choice to avert the apocalypse da, da, da. you make
2: it sound like such a fucking cool thing <laughs>
1: <laughs> so this is obviously the film uh, based on the book which Matt had read and very kindly got me and Paul at both of a Christmas, The Cabin at the End of the World um, So yeah, the latest off from M. Night Shyamalan, who I am a big fan of um, minus a few of his really shit films But um, yeah, so what did you think guys?
2: I mean we, yeah Um I don't own the book anymore. I had to throw the book out because the ending just pissed me off so much. So I was looking, looking for some reference. The whole the book's fantastic. It's so tense and it's so drawn out. And there's questions and frustrations all the way through it, like the movie. That you just But they kind of deliver those, I think, better in there. I wanted to punch the the book in the face. And I think <laughs> the movie delivered on some of those frustrations I got from the book, I think, which is interesting um not perfect but I, I did really get on with some of the performances i did i did genuinely enjoy this movie really did matt
0: yeah i i don't know if it's one of these i possibly think if i hadn't read the book and just gone to watch the movie i think i probably would have been like this movie is amazing and it's probably one of the best movies i've seen in a long time but because i've read the book, and listen to the audiobook, I think I've ruined it a little bit for myself. However, it is really cool, and it is a really good movie, and like you said, well acted. Geordie Paul? I completely agree with you guys. I think if I hadn't read the book, I'd have
1: enjoyed the film more. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, it's grand. Look, to be honest, I, I did say, I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but I definitely did say it is, if they end the film, I'd be amazed if they ended the film the way the book ended.
0: Hang on, um, let me which, stop you there. I'm just going to warn everybody out there: we are definitely going to talk spoilers for the book and spoilers for the film. So if you don't want to listen on, skip and come back later when you've seen the film. Keep <laughs> listening nice before I spoil it for everybody. Um,
1: but yeah, I you know I didn't expect it. So I I sort of read before that that you know the reason that they changed the name of the film, Nog of the Cabin, is they sort of wanted to disassociate from the book a bit to make sure that fans weren't expecting like a like for like remake but to be fair for three quarters of the film it was pretty much the book
0: yeah yeah Um,
1: and i i don't know guys i i I completely agree with your performances were we're great i mean can we we start with dave batista
2: oh fantastic
1: I mean, obviously everyone knows him from WWE and obviously Drax and he's the big, massive idiot action star of Drax. You know what I mean? Now, I thought he was really good in the short time he was in Blade Runner 2049. I thought he played a really nice little subtle part. This, do you know the, the, the best comment i give him? I obviously had seen the trailer for this film, so I sort of knew he was playing when I was reading the book. And he was perfectly cast.
0: Yeah, 100%. Just really? worth for the words, is yeah.
1: Um so definitely, you know, the I mean the others were fine. I thought the two dads were great. You know
0: I wasn't but, keen on him, if I'm honest. No? Huh? But then it's I wasn't just, keen, I, don't think the I wasn't keen was right on
2: them I wasn't keen on their divergence in the book either. I didn't like their relationship in, in the sort in the book. they they just like he his arrogant oh, is Eric who's sort of the, obviously gone through a lot of trauma in his past and then like his over embellishment was there so as as the sort of character from what the book was he was spot on like to what the what the book was but i didn't like that character cuz he just seemed a little bit of i just like he, the other one was not too bad um and andrew 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 um cuz he was a little bit softer a little bit um sort of it more was trying to accept but what, I think that's a
0: point, isn't
2: it? That's yeah, I know, point. I know. But it just—it really frustrated me how what well, his outbursts and stuff like that would just come out of nowhere, and it, that constantly happened in the book as well. So from like script some, from like page to film, he was kind of really really well cast in that respect. Cause he still pissed me off, <laughs> but I don't know. And I, I could take, but again, I could take take it or leave the other the other three. I don't really know. They were like sort of surplus to requirement it was a leonard show and it wasn't so much in the book they would definitely have their own individual characters
0: especially um uh redmond like yeah he was, he was i'd say the second isn't he probably the second most
2: uh adrian age adrian so she because she was you know there's that's the biggest di- one of the bigger divergences i suppose biggest, yeah yeah but i don't know like and, and there was the, the really more the religious tone and stuff of this one you got it through and through i suppose in the movie More so, I mean, that's kind of what it's there for. It's like, what are they, the four horsemen of the apocalypse and shit? But,
1: but lads, like, you know, all that, right? See, the thing is, right, for me, one of the things that I didn't like about this, right, was it felt it was it zipped along, right? Which I know you don't want to uh, uh, film to labor or be too long or whatever, but this one raced through,
2: it flew essentially. Agree, agree. And I
1: just don't think it spent enough time delving into the. Now, the religious aspect or the paranoia or anything like that, mm. I thought it just went from A to B quite quickly. And I think, Paul, because you read the book, you you've you know what they're sort of thinking inside. Whereas anyone going in cold to this film, I don't think would we'll get like the whole seeing the figure or the light.
0: That was <laughs> that just was a, short. That was so yeah, short.
1: And it wasn't really explained at sort of the end, but you didn't see a figure in the you book. Sort of that's, about five, had.
0: that's about five pages in the book.
1: I know, I know, but it's that's what I'm saying, and I, I know books go. You can never translate the screen, and again, I don't want something that's like a meaty tome of work when it's really like a, a thrillery film. I just thought, you know, there's a bit. of oh, sorry, I'm going to go on, but obviously you've got the the, the the premise where they've they've the four strangers have turned up to this house and they've sort of barged their way in and saying that these guys can prevent the apocalypse, but they have to they have to willingly sacrifice one of their family.
2: Um yeah and that pissed me off all through the movie and through the book because it's like why why have you picked us that's what i want to know and there was there weren't really they never really asked that question they kind of did in the movie kind of but it's never really like what the fuck are you doing here i mean well, yeah, that's what i said to you
0: it's afterwards wasn't it? i said to you like afterwards i said you never you never they never say what makes us so special that we're the ones you have to pick not yeah. not once and i mean i suppose that's a. Uh, a question that's the point maybe i suppose maybe but i think if you were being kind of like attacked or kind of preyed upon by these people i think you would ask that question
1: but they never say god you notice that really
0: no they never,
1: they never really divulged who sent them where these they've been having visions and it's all brought them together and um, i i just thought it could i don't know whether it was just the way it zipped along i don't know there was just a bit more i I suppose, if you're going to sort of diverge away from the book, you'd spend a bit more time fleshing some of the characters out. Because the book the book does keep you asking questions. And then like Paul says, you want to throw it through the window because it doesn't really answer them questions. <laughs> but I, I I don't know. I just thought there was a couple of things that they didn't do in the film, which I thought were a bit of a cop-out, to be honest.
0: Yeah, right. I want to just talk a bit about, as well, that we hadn't even touched on, is uh, the little girl that played when was fantastic however she wasn't used enough like literally not enough there wasn't any focus on her i mean they they obviously they had the relationship at the start uh he she has a relationship with with where um leonard tries to befriend her uh, to get her on side but then there's there's a lot more as well in the book about the relationship between them two but I just felt she was a bit underused and she was fantastic. I thought yeah. she was brilliant. And it's like literally, again, like straight off the page into the movie, the casting was superb.
1: I just thought that, again, Matt, this is the thing. It, it spent all the time in the film focusing on the dad's paranoia and confusion and angst and problems they have sort of separately and, not and, and together. Yeah. And obviously in the book it goes on about her insecurities with like you know, it mentions in the film about her cleft palate and the yeah. adoption. And obviously in the book it talks about her school and how she's she she's sort of been forced to sort of learn where she's from, but she's not really bothered. Yeah. She sort of wants to move past that. And they don't touch any of it in the film. No. And what I thought was great in the book, I mean spoilers, this is massive spoilers in the book, guys, but when they kill her so like in in the book she gets shot and dies accidentally yeah accidentally yeah um and i just thought in the film because they haven't sort of focused on her she sort of bleeds in the background a bit i just thought that would have been such a great cinematic thing to do i mean it's a bit bleak but to have her die
0: Mm, because then
1: it presents that whole thing of again the thing they do in the book is that it, it does send you off that, oh shit we'll have this one of them's died now but,
0: but have, also in the film kind of, as the film when that happens that gives those actors that time to fucking go for it you, the, you that would have been baptiste's time to shine as show I mean he did really well anyway but if he had to deal with the death of that on top of the guilt and show that with his acting and then the two dads could have just it could but yeah, maybe it is too bleak. Maybe it's too dark. You know, maybe they had to to, to to really streamline it down to get it into that kind of hour and 35 minutes, whatever it is. Maybe they had to put stuff on the cutting room floor.
1: Well, I th- there must be a cutting room about the night yeah. they spend with them. Because obviously in the book, they spend the night with them, looking after them and stuff, yeah. shit happens and stuff that night. But in the film, it's like, right, we're going to look after you through the night. we will attend to your needs, but you need to make a decision in the morning. And then it's like, right, It's morning. where the hell did the night go
2: but i did like the approach to the free because i thought that could be really cool and visually appealing would be like the fucking free prophecies and stuff like that that get delivered um and you know we don't it's sort of towards the periphery um of of the book really because it's like the what you know is it happening is it not um and I like the way they dealt with that. The fucking planes falling out of the sky. I thought yeah, that was that,
1: brilliant. That was terrifying, Paul. You're right. Just, I think that's a well, a lot of people's worst nightmare is dying on a plane. Well, but that's yeah, that's just the thing. It's
0: like they didn't get that across in the book. Uh, visually, that was like even the tsunami is like the scale of it and and stuff like that. I'm a bit upset they didn't m- mention the Goonies. That, that pissed me off. But there you go. <laughs> Maybe to do right. But um, yeah, the airplane bit was freaky as fuck. It, just imagine
2: couldn't be that's the other thing it's like i suppose the the, you know disparity is like you, you couldn't ignore what you were seeing on the tv when you saw it there's a big fucking thing and they were saying it and i you know in in it did feel like when they were like discussing it in the book perhaps there were being it's just coincidence and all this stuff that was happening but it was in your fucking face in there, and it's like, how could you not?
0: Um, That's the thing again, because the book it just it just it, it insinuates these things, and it could it's 50-50. it really yeah, 100%. is. Hundred percent. And then there's another. I know we keep referring to the book, but then when we find out about Redmond possibly being a guy called a uh, Bannon, which basically attacked one of the dads in in a bar for what he thinks was a uh, a kind of um, uh, a gay attack because he was gay um in the book you don't they don't really find out if it is o'bannon or not in the film they clearly show you his his uh, driving license and it's like again they're giving you closure on it and telling oh well it is him but in yeah. the book you're you like don't... oh this is the reason why he's one of the the dads is going look that's definitely him this is why they're here and you don't know that, but in this now you know it. So it's. But just I, I thought in the
1: book that was a tactic by him to try and get them That's out what of I it. I
0: thought exactly. I
1: did, and I thought there's no way it's him because you, yeah. he, he would recognize you, you would recognize him. He's it's just such a traumatic you in your life. Yeah. And I just thought the way they did it was like, you don't have to, you've already got, like Paul says, you've already shoved it in our faces that the apocalypse is actually happening. There's no real room for, is it happening? And that, I suppose that was the whole thing which could have been done a bit better for me is that, how, how do you juggle that sort of, keep the audience going while well, I'm waiting for my Shyamalan like reveal at the end where it's like "Fuck!" like it is happening oh it's not whereas you were just watching it going well it is happening isn't it <laughs> <laughs> the, the old Bannon thing was completely redundant at the end they don't, didn't have to do it
0: don't use that word happening please carry on yeah well,
1: it is happening. It's they,
2: happening they just didn't
1: they didn't have to do that and I thought it was one of the things I quite liked about the book I know Paul's like fuck I want answers
2: but yeah and even if I, even though I got answers in the movie, I'm not, I'm still not sure, like, I, like, because of the delivery throughout, I was like, oh, I kind of had it on a plate. And I, I, maybe I didn't want it, and maybe afterwards, uh, on reflection, I didn't really want it on a plate, but there was, it could have just drew it back a little bit. Kind of
1: wanted some gore as well, lads.
2: Well, the brutality. The
1: cutaways to them, stove heads. I don't know if, if that's because we just love, like, things like. <laughs> terrify and kills <laughs> but i was a bit disappointed not to see someone's head get stoved in <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what have you done to me
0: <laughs> especially when the weapons are so cool as well
2: i'm
1: not gonna go on my studio rant but I-, I i wanted a bit more violence if i'm honest
2: there wasn't enough focus on the weapons and stuff like that and they're like the sort of ritualisticness of the um of the deaths and stuff like that you sort of you got straight away that the reason why. They were offering them. You felt that you knew straight away. Whereas the book, I was like, oh, really? What the fuck are you doing? And that, when they killed Redmond, the book, I was like, look, too many comparisons with the book, but, you know, definitely I, worked
1: a, I think because of the proximity we've read it, and I, I think it is relevant because, you know, we can't pretend we haven't read it.
2: Nah. Um, fucking, you know, we're literate. We're literate podcasters, did not we? Yeah, all sort of well,
0: funny thing he said i um a friend of mine gordon at work he went and saw it before i did and because i said to him i obviously read the book and stuff and he was like he he's not read the book he went to see it and he was absolutely like said it was brilliant he loved it he thought it was brilliant
2: i haven't really seen good. any reviews of it and stuff that i, I don't know there's, how it's doing there's a mixture of reviews to be
1: honest i've seen really bad ones and i've seen really good ones I've,
0: yeah i've seen people saying it's like his best work that he's done for a long time, and it's just like, I I think I really do think if if I'd gone in completely blind, not knowing anything about it, I think I would have loved it. I and I did you. like it. I'm not. Yeah. It sounds like I'm I, really down, but I really did like it. Maybe, yeah, I mean, I, like, it was
1: fine. Promises, yeah. It was fine. I think that's the word. I sort of. I came out and I was like, I enjoyed it. I just. Ugh, I think there's there's definitely a better film in there somewhere. but Yeah. But I enjoyed it. I mean, like Definitely. I said, but I thought Batista. Honestly, I did Batista. I was like, yeah. I would have given an ovation to. Him. I thought it was brilliant, so understated and like so menacing. But like, so do you know what I mean? Like massive, huge Hulk of a man in this. Like, I think it's his
0: face because he his face is very really good at emoting, like with his features and stuff. Like you said, when he's in uh, Blade Runner, uh, and, and when he was in um, June, it's just like, yeah. it's just like. I just I think he's got that face, isn't he? Can we talk Have about
1: the Shyamalan cameo?
0: Oh yeah. Well he's a new car- newscast,
2: no, he wasn't he? Was uh, on it's the food network. Seven yeah. air fryers. Air fryers, yeah. yeah.
1: Bit weird. <laughs> it's like, oh there he is. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I don't know. I'd, I didn't to, to be honest, guys, I really the end for me wrapped up with a ball. Do you know what I mean? Like there you go, audiences. Da da, 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 da. Spoon fed. And I just thought it was a bit too nice. I thought it was a, a bit lot, too...
2: Still though, a lot of people did die. As I, them, so. I know, they caused
1: a lot of death. Well that's was the thing, they still caused a lot of deaths, but they were all like, Oh sorry, we saved the world. Ha ha ha! Well you sort of killed half the world at the same time, so just don't be too happy. Yeah. But I I don't know, I think, I. do you know what I kind of like? I was hoping for? You know, The Mist. <laughs> do you know the end of the mist. Do you know the end of the mist where you? Yeah. one of the most earth shattering things you'll ever see. Spoilers. I'm not going to go, but because we will probably do that for the pod one day. But it's one of the most well, earth shattering things the yeah. film ever. I wish they could have done something like that. I'm, yeah, I want to
2: see. I want. I want to be smashed in the face with something, and I. I didn't get that. I didn't get it in the book, and I didn't get it in in the movie. In the movie, but I still enjoyed it. So not bad, man. And I
1: yeah. think all they had to do was kill a little girl, and I think I would have honestly. Even after the daddy dies, they have to kill the little girl as well, or something, or she dies as well, or something. Well, some they should have done. Yeah, falls on her head or something. I don't
0: know. It, right at the end, um, they should. What they should have done is accidentally shot one of the dads. Right, then when and the other dad get away, then basically the the dad has just decides to kill when. And then, and then, basically, a massive tidal wave just comes over.
1: <laughs> yeah. Credits. Or like she burns. to <laughs> oh, death and I the killed end, her. Like, it still yeah. Yeah.
2: But they yeah. both get struck by lightning. i don't like that. <laughs>
1: yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. And then, like Batista, obviously, because he saved the day. Like before, like he doesn't have to kill himself. He's just at the end going, "What the fuck? Like, what do I do? I don't know what to do." Yeah.
0: yeah. But, anyway rate this bad boy? Yeah. Go on, but you you go first. I think it's an 8 for me. It's high. It.
2: Yeah, I think it's an 8. I really did enjoy it compared to the the book and stuff that, and I did like the visuals and I did like the performances were fucking were awesome. Clearly were were awesome. So I was really really chuffed with it, to be honest.
1: Julie Paul. I'm going to go 7 cuz like I said um, better than average, enjoyed it fine. I suffered from us reading the book but um yeah but like dear was amazing at it, and uh yeah I, I enjoyed it but it wasn't it could have been better than it was i think
0: yeah it's a it's a seven from me i think as well um I, I think i would have enjoyed it more i think it would have been like up there probably with a nine if i went in completely blind and didn't read the book uh, but i'd be interested to see if people have actually gone out to now buy the book after the film to see uh, how different it is be interesting to see that but yeah okay
2: cool 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 right that's uh knock of the cabin done moving on to the next episode's main review we will be going to cinema again to watch (laughs) cocaine bear oh my god wow it's a got a 10 in the title so (laughs) lose points from there (laughs) so let's go right now let's get
0: on to our something to scream about what do you want from me why don't you run from me what are you wondering what do you know why aren't you scared of me why do you care for me when we all fall asleep where
1: do we go
2: all right we're back with our in search darkness part three review this sh- episode we're going to be looking at 1982 and 1983 so pretty much do what we did last time just run through the movies have a little chat salivate at the thought of watching them really <laughs> or not let's see if there's some boobs in this one because there weren't many boobs in the uh the other two years <laughs> oh god i'm starting off with a cracker <laughs> butcher baker nightmare maker available on shudder i do believe what do we think i'm of this, so bad, pissed boy? that
1: this was on I'm so pissed because I was lining this up for one of my picks. This was going to be oh, really? one of my picks.
2: <laughs>
0: this is
1: like, literally, I was like, oh, Never no, because I was going to spring this one on you.
0: Never heard of it.
1: Yeah, no. neither of I.
2: So Video Nasty, um, he kills his mum. Um, Spoilers. I don't know. <laughs> she, she sort of kills his mum or something or his grandma to keep him there it's like fucking... got some weird incest it's his auntie it's his, his auntie. auntie is it i don't know but like there's some weird incest thing going on with him and his mom not stabbing yeah
0: not stabby stabby
2: very stabby stabby the fucking i mean it's yeah it's, it's very homoerotic the uh the poster and stuff like that as well so it's, it's an interesting one butcher baker nightmare maker great name
1: <laughs> that's the title for your stag dude paul
2: <laughs> yeah well, we'll see. um the second one we get to watch is a film called parasite which is a monster 3d movie it's another debut a, with a demi a D- demi demi more mm-hmm. debut so you know fucking what was the last time we got a tom hanks debut last time mm-hmm. this time we get a demi more
0: they all start in horror mate they start in yeah. horror.
2: monster 3d Weird as fuck. <laughs> it was popular in the eighties. That whole sort of like stick on the glasses
0: looks very intriguing. <laughs> <laughs> I like the effects, <laughs> the little fucking monsters and shit. Like, yeah, it looks really cool. Like because they were like bursting out of people's like stomachs and shit. It looked really cool. Like I thought this was right up your street, Butch. Yeah, yeah. Those slimy All little <laughs> <laughs> monster things. <laughs>
1: I um,
2: think you had me a Demi Moore, So, <laughs> <laughs> next one is Madman, which I think I've seen the poster for before. I've um, always
0: picked this one up at work as well. Always looked at it. Always.
2: It's a fucking like sort of cabin in the woods sort of um, horror slasher with, you know, it says exactly what it says on the tin, right? Fucking Madman going around killing people, mm-hmm. basically Friday the Thirteenth and all that sort of shit. But, I don't know, some of the kills look pretty cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it did look, it looks quite cool. But yeah, it looks like paint-by-numbers, kind of like teenagers getting picked one by one off, like, but I'm all up for that. As long as there's some, like, fucking, like, really out-of-date, controversial shit that they say in it, I'm up for it. I love that sort (laughs) of shit. They completely (laughs) say something that would not be accepted in today's society. I, th- I think well, if
2: we're if we're if we're looking at slashes for the eighties, we'll definitely pick this one at some point. You know, yeah. we we got some good place with like Sleepaway Camp and the Burn-In and all that sort of stuff. So this is one that I haven't seen, so I'm quite excited to watch that one. The next we one, call them we, <laughs> The next one, I'm I'm not so sure I'd watch. Uh, next of kin, sort of a murder mystery. Is it sort of ghosts or is it a killer? Didn't really stay that much in my it's mind.
1: Absolutely. Crack is this absolutely mental? This is the one with the woman, isn't it? And the the blow coming out of the bathtub and stuff,
0: yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's the one. Nuts, that looks weird.
1: It it kind of it... makes me want to watch it, though, guys. It really does.
0: Not to be <laughs> ma- mistaken, uh, with the Patrick Swayze <laughs> next to the king. God, no,
2: <laughs> no, yeah, oh, this looks
0: weird, man.
2: Then i prefer to watch the swayze one
0: (laughs) what what was it it was a a rest home for the elderly people wasn't it yeah and the daughter reads her mother's diary and soon events are mentioned in the mother's diary begin to happen to the daughter it's really it looks a bit like weird it's really supernaturally kind of lots of old people die again it just
1: looks like again let's just throw as much shit at the screen and see what falls like so
0: Mm.
2: well there's one later for, for that um amateursville 2 to possession (laughs) what the fuck what uh, why have i never watched this movie
1: i mean do you know what i I was fully expecting you to have both seen this right and it wasn't for any of the practical effects it wasn't for any of the horror it was for the bloke shagging his sister
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i haven't seen it because i would have remembered that oh wow yeah, This this one
2: follows the Amateurville horror In more of a close It sort of inspects the actual murder
0: Doesn't it or something like that I guess and
2: It it's kind got, of skips the um,
0: space don't it? it skips quite a lot from being like Amateurville To this <laughs> Burt yeah, Young
2: Young's in another Horror movie from Rocky
0: As the oh, dad As yeah. the like... worst father of the year award <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, Is he <laughs> Yeah but worst brother and sister In the world <laughs> Like, at, like they were teasing it, and I didn't think. They, I was like, What the
0: fuck? It's okay. when they say about, oh, they didn't know whether it was because of their on screen chemistry that all the way through the film they're really flirty. But then then it was said about the director being a bit pervy. So yeah, she like,
1: literally was like, oh, It was directed by him. He,
0: yeah, like, it needs, uh... yeah, it needs a <laughs> sex scene. Oh, we haven't got a, a girl that we could, oh, let's just have them have incest. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> i'll probably still watch it I hope. <laughs> yeah i've got
2: it i've got it on order um <laughs> oh christ another <laughs> so the house on sorority row great I, title i've loved
0: to, i really 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 want to see this
2: what did it remind me of um not sort of night of the creeps i suppose sort of like i don't know It's a sorority house horror movie black christmas that sort of thing um, evil house mother gets their revenge movie. Almost like I still I, I know what he did last summer. Sort of Yeah,
1: vibes of that.
2: Yeah, it's sort of those those sort of it's it's looks good. that often um what slumber party massacre on the lines of that. I don't know why this one has slips slipped past us. This was definitely one to find. I think it's on Shudder as well, or Amazon Prime, I can't remember, but it's one that we it's accessible. So I think that we should uh, definitely do this one.
0: Mm.
2: <laughs> All four girls in a sorority house getting killed off. Don't know why. Don't know why. Can't explain it. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Nineteen eighty-three then. Mate, I'll hand this first one over to you, Matt. You keep banging on about this one. Obviously, you made me watch it. Extra, give it to ya. <laughs>
0: Mate, this film, Geordie Paul, mate. If you want, if you want to see batshit, fucking crazy, everything in the movie, British, over here. Um, Even the director I, didn't know what it was about. No, but <laughs> that, But the best thing you can do, right, is watch the movie and then in, in I'll lend you the Blu-ray or something, but and then watch the extras of extra, because it's the most craziest story about the film it's like and what he said oh yeah is like uh, we need a panther in the film i want a panther in the film completely <laughs> completely random it literally is random <laughs> there's like there's an alien theme around it there's the, the the craziest birthing scene you've ever seen in your life fucking nuts the there's there's um like dream sequences there's um, clown being like, ugh, mate, it's just a clown round. with a bendy hammer. <laughs> but when you actually bring it all together, it's really entertaining and weird. However, I don't, literally, don't know. There's like been sequels made to it as well that have nothing to do with the film. <laughs> zero.
1: It's on Shutter, so I'm sure I'll get around to it at
0: some point. You need to do it because it is madness. Like. They got this, they literally drafted in this guy, right, that was part of a dance duo uh, in the 80s. Um, and they were called, they were famous and they were called Tick and Tock. And apparently they were massive in the 80s and they did the they, like I don't know whether they did breakdowns or stuff, but they got him, one of them in, I don't know whether it was Tick or Tock, who gives a shit, but literally they got him in this prosthetic suit and they basically made it, put him into this alien suit and he had to go like a crab, and he couldn't see where he was go- going. Uh, hours in the forest, he was going through mud and shit and trees, literally for <laughs> hours in puddles and in, in fucking nearly getting run over by cars. Um, and it's just a mad. And they had an interview with him and he was just saying how fucking crazy it was. It's was just mad. And he got paid like, like 20 quid.
1: <laughs> I did like the documentary that interspersed like the critics in America, like talking about it. And they're just literally like. You you to see aliens coming down this earth and the first thing they do is nearly get hit by a car. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, More um, well, worth a watch.
2: Curtains. Canadian killer on the loose, house full of actresses with a hag mask. I mean, one of the best
0: horror masks out there, right?
1: Yeah, how have we never seen this mask before?
0: I have, and it's on my it's was top of my um vaults move from the vaults this film and it's been there for about six months i just haven't pulled it out yet and purely the only reason why is that i've seen a still of that mask and with with the like scythe or whatever she's got in the snow and i was like that is so intriguing it's like um harvey
1: weinstein the horror film isn't
2: it art house (laughs) art house slasher sort of thing um she sort of looks like zelda from pet cemetery the mask Bit, yeah
0: yeah yeah it's weird isn't it it's almost like a skin of someone
2: oh the next one's exciting and i haven't seen it and i don't know why and it's pissed me off why i haven't seen it hell of the living dead stroke zombie creeping flesh i thought oh yeah yeah a zombie movie that i've watched no hang on i've only seen i've seen uh, zombie flesh eaters and i was like fuck i haven't watched this one i haven't like i mean the, the whole italian to english dubbing um, this is like bait his version of Fulci's, um zombie, basically, isn't it? It looks fucking awesome. I lo- <laughs> it looks wrong, and eyes and shit. You know, zombies. Yeah, what more to say? <laughs> Matt, I've, you,
0: I've, you watch- I've seen, I've seen this, yeah, but I watched it when I was so so young, and I'm pretty sure it's on like the Vipco label, like the black and right. gold writing. Um, and I, I literally borrowed it off someone. And I think it's because it was in. The, I'd I'd literally only just seen Dawn of the Dead, like the original. Like and and I was, and I was like, oh, and somebody's like, oh, you need to watch this now. And I think I didn't. I couldn't appreciate it at the time, and I I, I didn't really like it. I need to revisit it and and watch it again. I think.
1: Well, they say, it, don't they? He basically robbed everything from every other zombie film gone
2: and made yeah. his own. Yeah. <laughs> Even the fucking Goblin soundtrack. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Let's oh, just, just make, make our own. <laughs> <It work. laughs> that <how> it works. Because, <laughs> like, the zombies are Dawn of the Dead. Like, it's like, All hang right. on.
2: <laughs> just paint his face blue. Grand. Still want to see it. Um, <laughs> this one. What the fuck? Possession with Sam Neill. Uh, what? <laughs>
0: I've, I've told you to watch this time and time again, yeah. and this this is one for the pod I think, as well, because literally, there's there's it blew me away, and there's one particular scene that is in uh, which is the subway scene, um, is just one of the best scenes I've seen someone act in horror ever. It's just insane, and I don't want to spoil it. But it's just—it's such a strange it's film.
2: Not like the irreversible subway scene, then I'll be okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think no. But she has sex with a monster. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Uh, I don't want to spoil it. I, we well, need that's to watch in the it.
2: fucking documentary. Just uh, fuck. sex
0: with a this monster. This is the problem I've got with watching it, these. It kind of annoys me a little bit because it's kind of like. I need to forget about it because they're showing these bits and I just want to forget about it because I want to... Like, it, it's kind of a spoiler, <laughs> but not... Well,
2: I... moving on from fucking a monster to fucking uh, a demon, a <laughs> uh, devil fetus from, like, the Asia. I mean, what Jesus. the fuck is going <laughs> on there? <laughs> like, some weird squid... That weird squid thing. Hang on, was that from Possession? The
0: weird that, was squid
1: possession. That's that was
0: Possession. That was
2: Possession, yeah. Oh, God. Fucking...
1: Devil fetus is like the troll humping up. <laughs> Yeah,
2: <laughs> the special effects again look, look like like absolutely insane. Like, ba-choo, it's, ba-choo. <laughs> like it's along on the same sort of lines where they just got these weird decapitating head scenes. They're happy to just string along a load of gore with it. It's fucking great. It looks batshit. patch batshit. Devil fetus. <laughs> oh, I need to see this. <laughs> um this one not so much probably could give this one a miss eyes maybe i've got something it's again it's the 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 that whole era comedy era horror again eyes of fire native american ghost folk horror could probably give this one a swerve matt completely forgot about this one because that's how much it stuck to it's
0: on, on Shudder. i have no idea <laughs> it's, it's on like on Shudder. i might fall asleep
1: it's actually on shutter it's uh i tell you what though The the trolls in the tree the Demons
2: in the tree is still fucking freaky as fuck in that documentary, mind. There's a lot of good makeup in it, <laughs> yeah, but it ain't my cup of tea. It ain't my cup of tea. I don't think I'll ever really down the line. Um, this one, I don't really know if I want to watch it. Was this the one? It's Borden House. Is this the one that Sting did or something else? I can't remember who the uh, guy was. Was he a musician? I, I don't moved, know. And they what sort was of it called? it's called it's Borden House and it's the. It's it's the, the the first camera shot it? the first it's dubbed again there's a lot of movies that say this um but this apparently is the first home video horror movie um that's ever been shot it's just a load of fucking random bits tied together and he he shot about like three hours of footage and had to tie it down to an hour and a half and it's just like what it's like be like spookies mate where it's just like what the fuck is going on?
1: <laughs> yeah, they, apparently they went out to make a comedy horror, then they took out all the comedy, and apparently the <laughs> film doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it, but
2: it, but it, was a, it wasn't Sting, was it? Was I it Sting and his so.
1: wife?
2: I don't it, know. Is that is, is, is it, Sting the wrestler? No! no. I don't Sting fucking the, start on that. John Wintergate. Who the fuck is John Wintergate? He has been in... Loads of weird shit. Oh, okay. It just looks like Sting. <laughs>
0: Fucking. Hell. We spent. I thought we spent the most time on this on this film out of all a lot.
2: Right, moving on. Anyway, that's that's our discussion of In Search of Darkness. <laughs> Not Sting. Um, next episode, we will look at 1984, and 1985. Can't really wait to <laughs> wait fucking hour of entertainment love it um right let's move on to our move from the vault
0: it's a genetic abnormality it happens in cases of embryo transfer like in these tests you expected this i didn't it's not my experiment I felt something, John. I felt it snapping at me. We stay... till I stop watching the roads. They're completely malformed. You knew about this? I'm going to have to quarantine the farm. John, we've got to shut it all down. It's gone wrong. That's impossible. This rate of cellular growth is off the scale. Stay away from me.
1: They distress subjects like log rats.
0: Okay, so this episode's movie from the vault <clears throat> was my pick and i picked from 2005 isolation so um on a remote irish farm five people become unwilling participants in an experiment that goes nightmarishly wrong so um this this is a film that i watched on film Four a long time ago that i recorded at night once and i just thought i'd um get a copy for the lads and send it out to you and have a look because i thought it might relate to jewelry paul a bit with uh the contents of the film um but it's got a, it's got a good little cast Um it's got john lynch that plays dan um and it's got sean harris in it and ruth Neger. and it's got a really small cast there's only like one two three six seven people in this film very small low budget quite low budget apparently um film so uh where do you want to start But you're shaking your head so i'm guaranteeing you're gonna hate this
2: <laughs> i mean this is fucking ridiculously good ridiculously good i don't understand like it was like one of those movies where you just get i don't know how they got the actors in there like ruth negger sean harris john lynch they're sort of like real dramatic actors so they somehow you've got this real dramatic movie with this real dramatic music and it's just like black sheep at the end of the day that's what I'm watching on the screen I really want to watch this sort of New Zealand um, fucking horror movie that's done by Peter Jackson or something like that and yet it's so fucking serious I don't know what I'm fucking watching (laughs) the special effects are stupid as fuck it's just so dumb it's such a dumb idea but also it's kind of got that serious tone of um, genetically modified food in it and yet you've got these really dramatic actors in it and you're like why is this so serious oh, I can't even remember what it reminds me of like it's all like Relic Do you remember with Rona Mitra it's like that is so campy as fuck and yet they treated it so seriously that's what I thought they did they really really tra- the acting was fucking great but The movie, but the story I don't know <laughs> it was just so batshit it was a cheesy campy monster movie but made serious i don't understand how they pulled it off but they did
0: Sorry <laughs> Paul. poor
1: oh, it's alien on a farm isn't it,
0: <laughs> <That's> it. aliens <laughs> stroke the thing so
1: just as a i obviously have had a bit of a nightmare trying to watch stuff over the past couple of weeks so i only got this the other day and um uh, for whatever reason i found myself at four o'clock this morning putting it on right now, just to give you a little insight into sort of my life, I live in the middle of a dairy farm. And at the moment it's carving season, right?
2: <laughs>
1: so I finished this film this morning and then I went in the shower. And the the where the bathroom is, it's on the sort of back of the sheds of the farm, right? So the first thing that happened when I turned the light on, right, to go in the shower was this. <laughs> so i shot myself (laughs) this morning (laughs) it'll be a while before i go up the couch heads i tell you that (laughs) but yeah i mean paul's hit the nail on the head there it's so straight laced for such a camp thing and i was well impressed with the cast it must
2: have been one of the first things they they did no it's not at all sean harris was like in plenty before this i don't
1: know but i'm saying it was t- 2005
0: wasn't it so it's early career yeah i mean he's he, done stuff but he's, he's,
2: he's done, party, he, he done 24-hour party people by then though any he? he hadn't done he was in that with steve coogan i think he'd done he hadn't done joy yet did he do joy hang on no he wasn't in joy i don't know sean harris though man he's fucking outstanding actually I, I want to see that possum that he's in was weird jolly
0: paul was this enough island for you
1: (laughs) it was i tell you what though the farm was very bleak i don't know i don't know what kind of farm he's running but jesus well i mean the well
0: i I think that he's obviously a farmer that's on tough times isn't it it looks a bit run down he's he's obviously got issues because do you know why i quite like this things about this movie uh, is that it, it insinuates things that have happened, but they don't actually tell you what's happened. So, which I think you can make your own interpretations of like, you know, the the couple that are in the kind of caravan, staying on the caravan, that are they travellers or are they running away from people? What have they done? What's happened? But they don't really explain it. Then you've got the relationship between the the vet and Dan, the farmer, it's kind of like they don't really explain much what happened there. They've all, he's obviously had a relationship with her, but yeah.
2: I mean, Sean Harris has had a had a bit of a career. He'd been on Casualty before this, so oh yes, of course, and uh, kind of and huge. the Bill, but he had done twenty four hour party people. Before.
0: Everybody does Casualty Ruth the Bill.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Roof, not so much, but <laughs> but like still. Well, you know, it's just, it's he's he's fucking he's just,
1: And uh, let's sorry. not forget Jurgen Klopp. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I was literally I was sat and stood watching going, Jesus, he reminds me of Jurgen Klopp. And he even had like a parker on and everything. I was thinking, Oh my god, <laughs> the mad scientist <laughs> I have some yes, couple, th-
2: I have some questions though. And it's and it's good that you're on the call, actually, Paul, you know, on the podcast now. I have some questions about cows. Um so the swinging round the head to revive them is that a is that a known farming technique um <laughs> i don't I've know heard it's true
0: I've heard this i don't true. know
1: right but i actually
0: this is so
1: funny from work today i phoned my wife because i how did i know you were gonna ask this i went yeah does if their cows don't breathe does your brother chuck the cows around his head and she <laughs> went don't think so I was so like, "Well, he does it in this film." Nowadays, they? Now, there's like devices. they have like suction devices, and yeah, I, they turn know. them upside. down. They do hang them upside down if they because yeah. they, to get the mucus out. But I will find out for the next podcast. I'll definitely right. find out she right, when the baby her, when
0: the baby's born, and they? they slap them, they yeah. turn them upside down by the feet but, and slap but, their ass. But, but, but he picked it up and swung it around his head, Matt. Yeah, right. I've <laughs> never
1: I've never seen that or heard that being done. But I will That's find out when he
0: came out. <laughs> I think he pretty didn't much
2: didn't he, didn't he deck Sean <laughs> Harris Harris with the with the hoof. Um Amazing that bit. Deadly cows, uh cows biting. Uh, I feel, I'm sorry, but the, the effects on the that booth. was
0: pretty gross, man, when they pulled that cow out and it's all the teeth and shit. I thought that was really good effects. Weird as fuck, man. I
2: did I did thought I questioned at one stage whether cows had teeth. But <laughs> I think that was irrelevant. Um little cow so they were like little cow monsters weird and it's all old school special effects all practical so that was fucking tick um
0: (sighs) can i just say like this farmer is the worst fucking farmer i've ever seen right so he's on this farm he knows everything and then he just decides to go oh i've got an idea i'm going to drive my tractor into the slurry pit whatever it is which is is is, is, am i right in saying slurry is shit Oh mate, if you go in yeah. also shit? if you go
2: in a slurry pit, which you can't do by the way, because I've worked two weeks on a farm, underneath a slurry pit usually is these whirling blades. Yeah, because um, some like people, people die up. in them
0: and shit, don't yeah. they? I've seen people like fall
2: in them and die. That was like but farm on, one on. farm one oh one. Don't go
0: in the fucking slurry pit. <laughs> but he drives yeah. a tractor in there and then basically floods the engine out and has to get out.
1: But the slurry oh. pit, so like this is why I couldn't sort of understand it, because the slurry pit's normally sort of between the slats of the... So basically what happens is the slurry falls through the slats of the pen and it all collects in. Uh. And then you, like, you flush it out with a tanker. That's why I was saying. I was like, I don't know where the, the bog of eternal stench came from. I was like, what the fuck is... What kind of farms have you got? I mean, and, yeah, let's just drive me tractor in and flood the engine out. You're right, Matt. I was like, what, what, what was the purpose of that, other than to have probably one of the most tense bits of the film.
0: It was tense, isn't it? So it even though
1: he's bit. an idiot, it was actually really, really well done. Um, and they yeah.
0: didn't even do anything really. They just put like a dead corpse in there. Yeah. Really. The, pre- the premise of this movie is
2: his farms being used to experiment on cows for to genetically modify them to be able to breed more, more basically. Yeah. And to in make an... more
1: fertile cattle because obviously yeah. the more they breed, obviously the more money you get and the more...
2: And they inadvertently cause a problem <laughs> whereby the cows in the womb are already pregnant, the calves. And then those those calves are already pregnant as well. Or was it like a string of string There's of parasites, the, isn't it? the
0: parasites inside them are
2: breaking out. And it was for our benefit, though, you know, us greedy meat eaters, you know, so almost like a bit like Octa in a way. Mm pre opture different different motives. Um but yeah. <laughs> well some of the kills, I mean that uh, like the uh, obviously
1: that bloody uh, nail gun gets a good 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 out. Plenty of people get shot in the head with a nail gun.
2: Or a bolt yeah, it's, gun it's, it's a bolt gun, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So the way to kill the cows, which is dark. That was another one that I wanted to talk about the cow how the fuck did that other cow get over the fucking you know he, he charged him didn't he they were like trying to kill the cow mother and cow got, instinct the mother cow over with her udders just
0: giving birth and then she couldn't get back up because <laughs> she was upside down <laughs> just... oh you must have been cow tipping surely tell us <laughs> about how you get a cow off his back
1: Come on, cow, get up off your back.
0: <laughs> You're just as fucking rubbish as that farmer in the film.
1: <laughs> uh, exactly. I'm. I'm not a farmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a Greg sausage roll. Yeah, I
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you don't know fucking shit about cows because cows are. Um, herbivores, not carnivores. I know they
1: eat grass. I see plenty of them eating
0: grass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he does. He lives on the farm.
2: <laughs> Can you imagine
1: I fed them a Greg sausage roll? Then they wouldn't eat anything apart from Greg's. And then, yeah. like, they would take over the world. Mutant cows hopped up Can on pastry. Get,
0: can't even get a Greg's in Ireland.
2: But, uh, you know, some good forebodingness, the mon- good monster chases and stuff like that. I can't remember what happened at the end. I think, like, fucking... <laughs> Did, didn't he get? Did, was that like sulfuric acid or something? Got poured on the poor, the poor cow, the poor demon cow. And so then again, he, I don't know what was in run.
1: them jars because they're milking jars. So I it's thought fall,
2: it was just water. Yeah, but it seemed to fry the cow and him, and yet he was still alive. Was he as well? I don't know. Or nope. was he? He was pretty dead.
1: Well, it it ate him, didn't it? It jumped out of the thing and ripped him, yeah, the ripped him up yeah. that was
2: quite harrowing well acted
1: you know yeah i quite like the sort of they did quite a lot with quite a lot with not a lot if that makes sense yeah because you've got flashes of the monster but you didn't really got the full i'd say if you got a still shot of it it would probably look quite ridiculous <laughs> but there's yeah. a lot of
2: like flashes and a lot of blood splatter and a lot of <laughs> noises it well with that because that sort of worked i think that worked with the acting you know when you put a good actor in a movie They can sell it and i think they did sell it quite well to be honest um yeah she had a demon cow on her at the end when she was pregnant so
0: did she yeah it was just i mean yeah because um old sean harris got bit and then he had a little bit of bunting in the uh a little bit of sex in the caravan caravans are rocking don't come and knocking and then he's obviously impregnated uh, because he got bitten so you don't know i mean it shows that like ultrasound didn't it and you obviously they show the ultrasound in that cow and you see that's when the guy was like zo- zoning in on one part and he saw the flash of the teeth mm. did you see that on the ultrasound at the end i thought i did I thought isolation two electric boogaloo
2: so <laughs> sean harris is set two. in a nightclub
0: <laughs> so the people isolation in
2: car- two with
1: the big moo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> amazing that people in the caravan like Their motive for being there was what one of them was a gypsy, and one of them I don't know
0: because I think it it seems to think he was like somebody was after him because he was with her,
2: right? That's what it suggested, didn't it? She said that if my
1: brothers catch him, Mm. they will kill him.
2: Mm. Now, I was never I have to be
1: very careful what I say. (laughs) Um, there's not a lot of interracial elements in that community, if that makes sense. So oh. it would be it would be frowned upon and looked down upon. So but did you notice he called them knackers?
0: Yes, I did see yeah. that, yeah.
2: So who was the traveller? I think she was. Right, okay. I don't really know I don't really get their little backstory.
0: <laughs> and then you get the policeman that turns up, or what they call him over there? The guardy the guardy Yeah. No,
2: <laughs> crackers. <laughs> Absolutely crackers, Matt. Go on then talk us down a river of fucking you know
0: what i would love to but literally there was hardly anything at all online on, about this movie but Don't so i thought know. i'd just um Don't maybe tell anything. you some a few facts about the film so like because only things i could find um isolation was screened at fantastic fest in september 2006 it received three awards at the festival horror jury awards for best picture and best director billy o'brien and the second place audience award behind hatchet oh
2: so
0: yeah filming location there you go so county wicklow island do you know where that is paul is that near you
1: county wicklow is no it's not
0: near me um manor kill bride um yeah mostly shot in ireland which is good um unlike,
2: one... unlike unwelcome <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Um, apparently the budget was nearly three mil. And it definitely didn't make his money back. It didn't really do very well at the box office. And the death count was four and loads of cows. <laughs> <laughs> and that's literally all there was. There's hardly anything. I thought there was gonna be like loads of stuff on how they did the effects and but literally no one's put anything on online. There's no hardly any YouTube videos. Lots of reviews of saying it's a really good film um, and stuff like that. But yeah, it's a, it's an under the radar, low budget um, film. It's it's um, it has a lot of funding from different places. So you know it's a film film for film. You know it's not got a lot of eyes on it, but a lot of people appreciate it. I think because of the tropes it has and the nods it has to Alien and the fact that it's low budget and. Yeah, Prat- practical
2: effects all day. It'll keep going. Definitely would suggest if you can get hold of a copy, go and watch this <laughs> because if you haven't seen it, um, you would. Two pound forty nine, be- he There you go, cracking. Cost me more to
0: send it to fucking Paul
2: love to see is this film find its audience through us.
0: <laughs> it's really weird actually because once I obviously sent it off to you guys, I was on trawling through Facebook the other day. And somebody just posted a picture of it, saying, "Oh, I watched this film last night. I thought it was really good, worth a watch. I thought it was really weird how that just popped up." Very strange.
1: Maybe you start a movement, Matt. Who knows?
0: Mm.
1: Let's get it out of isolation.
0: (laughs) Very apt. (laughs) So, do you want to rate this then, Jordy Paul? Go first.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go in. I'm going to give it a nice solid seven out of ten. I thought it was well done. I enjoyed it. It's quite funny actually watching it with the cows roaring in the background. Um, and uh, yeah, no, it was, it was decent, myth. It was decent. I, I think I'd, I like a bit more of the creature, if I'm honest. Yeah. I think it was a bit too much of, ooh, and not enough of the payoff. So, but no, I did enjoy it. It was good. So, seven out of ten, solid.
2: Yeah, seven from me. I didn't like the acting. I thought they really sold it. The special effects were fantastic. Blood gore. It's just a really, yeah. I'm I'm glad you pulled this one out of the bag, mate. Considering it's not '80s, it's got that sort of '80s charm. I, mm-hmm. I really liked it, and obviously, we could have got more. Maybe I should give an extra point for the uh, end credits music. <laughs> what was <laughs> the end credits music? Something about we got the cows coming in, or something. Oh like yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yes, yeah. The cows coming home, or something like that. The cows coming home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Genius. Quite really upbeat music. Yeah. End, Considering really cool. like
2: the mute, it was so sombre, it was and serious. And then you got this great outro, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. It's really weird. It's like that era. It's all that era of like dog soldiers, all around that kind of time where, like, little indie films like you know Descent and stuff were popping up. It's just that little, like, nice little area of British kind of horror was popping up. Um, I really like that kind of time but yeah 7 from me mate it's uh, a good little watch I'm glad I taped, uh, recorded it off of uh, Film 4 that time nice but good times
2: good work man Mr. Paul Stevens would you like to give us an offering for next episode oh
0: Christ there we go
1: <laughs> I love that my past two picks have been Intruder and Dead and Buried so you know oh,
0: I'm watching Intruder, a copy of Intruder on VHS at the moment
1: well, here we go. Well, here's the trilogy. Here's the third one to go out with a bang. <laughs> so I'm back in the 80s, lads, just for you. Um, but I didn't want to do anything that was on the, in the Search of Darkness documentary because I think we might need a bit of time just to forget what we're saying to then really, really appreciate it. So I went it's on Shudder. It's from 1989. And it's called Phantom of the Mall.
0: Eric's Revenge. Fuck? this um this is literally just came out on blu-ray like a couple this- of months ago yeah it got re-released on blu-ray
1: well it's basically i'm not going to read the full synopsis because i don't really want to spoil it but it's basically a version of phantom of the opera but set in a all and it's a slasher
0: mm-hmm. i'm not so- for that
1: um, yeah, let's give that a go. I, I, I had a couple more that like we, we I know we've seen and we could do, but I just I quite enjoy the ones we
2: all haven't seen. So <laughs> I
0: think I think this has already got the uh, the soundings of a a, a good one.
2: Phantom <laughs> of the Mall, Eric's Revenge. That's the one. <laughs> there's
0: 91... not a, there's not one before it is there
2: it's called Phantom oh, of the Mall, is it? Oh, surprise it's Fry's Entertainment. Oh my God! Yeah. That, what? You're, when you see it it's like uh, It's like watching a fucking old Orion mate Like your best oh, friend's back love Interesting it. Oh.
1: That's my pick
2: Good work Right that wraps up another episode Episode 123 done Moving on to episode 124 We will be doing cocaine Bear <laughs> Woo-hoo! In Search of Darkness part 3 Years 83 to 84 and Paul has just picked out of the vault, Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge, is that right?
1: That is right.
2: Fucking hell. Well, thanks for everyone for listening. When when there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. I am the devil,
1: and I am here to do the devil's
0: work. You can follow us on Twitter at draw one last Instagram at draw one last breath. Or pop us an email at draw one last breath pod at hotmail.com